You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM, WTGZ, Tuskegee, Auburn, and AM620 WTRP, LaGrange. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into this Wednesday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy, and I am the host of the show. I've got Cam Berry and Tom Peavy with me here today. A very shortened edition of Sports Call today. Yesterday, I incorrectly said that Auburn softball was coming up at 6 o'clock today on our airwaves on Tiger 95.9, but it's actually a 5 o'clock first pitch against UAB. So 4.45 airtime, so we're going to get off the air between 4.15 and 4.30 today. So we will get right to it. Again, birthdays and sports, nightly TV guide as always, but also a little bit on Auburn and Ole Miss coming up inside of Neville Arena. Also a schedule change to tell you about with Auburn baseball. Again, Ryan, Cam, and Tom with you here today. We'll start with you, Cam. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well uh, and just enjoying the week. Um, You know, didn't really – I wasn't on the show yesterday, so obviously I didn't give my thoughts on the Brandon Miller situation. Um, maybe we'll get into that at some point, and I will. Um, excited to watch some Auburn basketball. This is an absolute must-win game, um, just like Bruce Pearl said. Again, a must-win game. Uh, you dropped the one to Vanderbilt, um, and I, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't even talked about that either. Uh, an unfortunate loss, uh, last second, and uh, just a defensive breakdown. You hate to see it. Um, and and now you you have to you know win this one at home against Ole Miss and you you might really have to steal one one of these last three uh, if you really want to get into you know kind of solidify yourself in the tournament uh, as an at large bid. So if you're Auburn, you just gotta um, really lock in and focus um, and and see what you can do. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing great. And then Tom back on the show again today. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, nice and warm outside today. Uh, we're getting. I, I know you're our resident weather guy, but uh, you know, weather get, man. getting some record heat around here while up north. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and some of those areas are just getting absolutely blasted it don't with make snow. No sense, man. Yeah, record snow up there and out west, and uh, record <laughs> heat. heat here. But uh, doing great and. Uh, yeah, big game, big big game for Auburn basketball, and you know you can't say must win enough for that one. Uh, that that is about as must win of must win games as you can have to right. to like, keep yourself uh, in there in that NCAA tournament. Things are just kind of hanging on by a, uh, by a thread right now, and you can definitely can't afford a loss. And really, you can't even afford a close win. You you need to really blow Ole Miss's doors off uh, tonight, and so. Yeah. Uh, big one there, and then uh, you know baseball still chugging along, and uh, yeah, you mentioned the uh, schedule change, which we'll get into, but yeah, overall doing great. 
Yeah, let's start with Auburn basketball. Uh, next to last home game inside of Neville Arena tonight, taking place at 8 o'clock, 7.30 airtime over on WQSI FM Talk 93.9 in the Auburn Sports Network. Auburn open, opened as 12-point favorites yesterday. They are now up to 13-point favorites today. This is a team that uh, in Ole Miss that has struggled mightily all throughout the year. Uh, they did have a, a close call with Mississippi State, but ultimately fell to them in overtime. Uh, got thumped pretty good by Florida last Wednesday. Uh, lost to South Carolina at home. That is never something you want to do. Uh, they did beat Georgia on the road earlier in the month. Lost a close one to Vandy. So they've participated in close games, but mostly close losses. Of course, they did lose to Auburn earlier in the year, 82-73. to That was the third or fourth conference game of the year for both teams. Uh, again, anytime Auburn plays Ole Miss, there's been respect heralded for Kermit Davis and how he's been able to schematically challenge Bruce Pearl teams. But ultimately, the difference here is Auburn's just a way better team than Ole Miss. Yeah, a, a much better, a much more talented team. And and even when Auburn went to Ole Miss and won that game, 82-73, uh, Ole Miss had a, had a very good shooting game from three. They, they shot very well. I don't expect them to shoot that well uh, in Neville Arena. They put up a much bigger fight than I think a lot of I think Auburn expected. Um, I think Auburn's going to come out and and really kind of show their dominance on this one and really um, assert themselves like they have to. Like Tom said, I, I think they really need to beat the brakes off of Ole Miss um, to kind of get. I'm, I mean, almost just like the Missouri game, it really has to kind of be just like that um, to really show that hey, you know, we're we're still alive, we're still fighting, um, and and uh, they're. Got that? I mean, they just have to do it. I mean, that's really nowhere around it. Tom, what do you got for uh, your thoughts on Auburn, Ole Miss? Yeah, I mean, they, Auburn is, Auburn has to win and win big. I agree. Like the Missouri game. Uh, who else was it? Uh, South Carolina. Uh, maybe even bigger than that because I mean they were they were just they were just blasting South Carolina and then yeah, let Carolina, Carolina get on a run back. and came back and yeah. cut it to like ten. Um, yeah, they just they need to put the accelerator down and and keep it down in this game. It doesn't matter how bad you beat them by, you know, you call it running up the score, it doesn't matter. Uh they they look at at your point differential like that and and when you get those selections. So um yeah, it, it's it's just going to have to be a full team effort of course, uh you know, Janai Janai Broom's going to have to have normal, you know, big night on the inside. You you don't want Auburn to find themselves in a situation where they have to shoot a lot of threes. Uh, you hope that the officiating will be a, a little more uh, 50-50 or at least you yeah. know close to 50-50 and consistent and so that you don't have a, a, a huge free throw disparity. And if you do, you're hoping Auburn is on the good end of a disparity for a change. But um, that, that's what they're going to have to do. So what they've been doing all year long in their wins is dominate the inside, dominate the paint, dominate yep. the glass. Yep. Take your threes when you can. You know, Obviously, Auburn's going to shoot threes, but – Keep them. Try to keep them at a minimum. You you don't want to get into the twenties of shooting threes unless you're just having a day where they're all falling. Right. But you don't want to find yourself in that situation. So dominate the glass, dominate the paint, take your threes when you can. Should have about twelve to and, thirteen three point attempts. Sure. And, uh, and that's your recipe for a win. Unfortunately for this game, for me, I almost liken this as to an Auburn football non-conference opponent, and I'm not trying to completely disrespect Ole Miss, although they are 10-17 and 17, and, again, have lost to South Carolina this year, which is never a good mark. But I, I use this to say that 
I can't learn what I need to learn out of this game. Really, no, no matter what yeah. happens here, unless Auburn sure. flat out loses it, and then I've learned that Auburn is not good on the bubble of bubbles <laughs> yeah. uh, going forward for the rest of the year. But I can't really learn what Auburn can do in close games because if Auburn's playing a close game with Ole Miss, it's not a good thing. And right. and, be, and beating Ole Miss at home in a close game is not going to make me feel confident that then Auburn can go beat a quality team on the road or on a right. neutral site in a close game. So I can't learn that. Uh, as we've seen, Auburn has had uh, very good offensive performances in some of these home games against lesser opponents, 89 against Missouri, which is not a lesser opponent, but still 89 against Missouri, 94 against Georgia at the beginning of the month. They also had uh, 82 against this team uh, on the road against Ole Miss. So even scoring 85, 90 points, not going to make me think that Auburn's offense is, is vastly different, vastly improved. Uh, even I could go as far as to say, what if Auburn went and shot 30 foul shots tonight? Okay, well, they're a better team, so they could be more aggressive, and they're at home. So even going to the line and getting a free throw disparity night, it's not going to make me say, oh, all of a sudden Auburn's going right. to walk into Rupp Arena on Saturday, and they're going to get more calls yeah, than Kentucky. To to so I hate to be that way, but there's really not a whole lot I'm going to learn about Auburn playing this Ole Miss team tonight. Uh, again, other than if something disastrous were to happen. And, and again, this is not a team Auburn can be messing around with. Uh, they need to win this game by double digits. There's going to come a time where Auburn's going to have to win a close game. But if this game is close tonight, that's not going to make you feel good about anything no, no. postseason related. Yeah, not at all. Um, I, I agree with you, Ryan. Just You can only learn bad things from this situation. Nothing really good because, I mean, like Ryan said, uh, you, you just can't – I mean, Auburn just can't, um, you know, fall into that trap of of being, I guess, a complacent team. I mean, they like 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 we've said and reiterated over and over. This is a must win game. This is a game that Auburn has to dominate. You can't learn anything from this. Um, you gotta you gotta be dominant and still don't really expect much. But uh, if it's a close game, you know, what are you gonna do? I I just. You don't learn anything. That's really it. I, I, I completely agree with what Ryan's saying. We're going to go ahead and take our first break of the show today. When we come back, we're going to go to the Auburn Bank phone line. Again, only an hour and 15-minute show today, so we have to be a little bit more brief on the Auburn Bank phone line. But we'll start to take your phone calls after this timeout. Stay tuned. You're listening to the multi-time Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call here on this Wednesday. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy. Coming to you live from our studios on South College Street. Again, 
Everything a, a bit accelerated today with only about the hour, 15, hour, 20-minute show. Auburn softball will be coming up at 4.45 airtime right here. J.J. Jackson on the call of that one. I know that guy. I think we all know that guy. I've heard of him. He can be a goober boy at times, too, uh, so the the kids say. But um, he'll be coming up at 4.45 with Auburn softball as they take on UAB, so that's why we'll be getting off there around 4.15 or 4.20 today. So without further ado, let's move the show along. Let's go to the Auburn Make phone line for the first time today, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. And again, need to be a little bit more brief today. First up on the show, James from Montgomery. James from Montgomery joins us. James, how are you doing? I'm good in War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I know that y'all were talking about Auburn versus Ole Miss. And I think that Auburn might have a chance at home uh, this time around as well. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, they'll uh, they should have a very good chance. Uh, they, they'll they've beaten Ole Miss already this year in in Oxford, and Ole Miss is one of the worst teams in the SEC. Yes, because I'm actually looking at you know I know this is um, I know this is going to be our last game of the regular season before March Madness um, playoff selection. So I'm just looking at and seeing if um, if. You know, Janiah Brome is actually going to do something remarkable tonight as well, and uh, seeing where we're going to, where I'm going to actually put Auburn in my March Madness uh, this year. So, uh, James, Auburn's got uh, four more games in the regular season. They've got Ole Miss here tonight in Neville Arena. Saturday, mm-hmm. they go to Kentucky. Next Wednesday, they go to Alabama. And then next Saturday, they host Tennessee. So, Auburn's still got four more regular season games, and then they'll have an SEC tournament game or two before hopefully the NCAA tournament. So still got a, a couple more weeks of action here. Yeah, because I will be watching Auburn. Uh, I'll be watching that game tonight. Then I'll be watching Tennessee, Kentucky, um, Vanderbilt, and Alabama as well. So I'm going to be watching, you know, I'm going to be watching like four different teams uh, tonight as well. So I'm going to be, you know, you know, actually, you know, going through a lot of different games that, you know, that we'll be playing against these four teams for the last four uh, remaining of the season schedule before the SEC tournament. And I'm thinking that Auburn might be like a one seed or a two seed in in the uh, tournament as well. Uh, you think Auburn's going to be a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament? Yes, as well. So I'm just going to see how Bruce Pearl actually uh, do good. If he does if he really proves uh, me wrong tonight, then I'm I'm just going to ride on the Bruce train and uh, see where it's going to where where it's going to stop next. After a while, yeah, I, I think Auburn is right now slated to be more like a, a eight or a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. So I don't think they're going to get up to a one or a two, but uh, they they certainly hope to that they would end up playing a one or a two if they were able to get out of the first round. But uh, a mm-hmm. lot of work to do to make sure they're still even in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Now, what about the uh, ladies? Are their chances are trying to get into the uh, women's uh, final four this year? Um, I'm not sure of of what their chances are to get um, into the NCAA tournament. Obviously, you know, they're going to be in the SEC tournament, um, but they're kind of very middle of the pack SEC women's team right now. So uh, we'll just Mm -hmm. have to see. 
Yes, as well, because I know um, this is like the end of the regular season for Auburn women's basketball and Auburn men's basketball. So I'll just have to see um, what's going to come of uh, next year in 2024 as well. Yeah, man. Absolutely. What else do you have on your mind today, James? Well, I know that we're going to be playing um, Auburn women's softball against UAB, and I have uh, Auburn winning against UAB. Um, actually, the final score will be for this game 15-3. to three. That would be a, a nice run rule victory for the Tigers. I do think Auburn has the chance to do that. UAB a little bit better than a few of the teams they played so far this year, but still by no means uh, should be all the way up to par with Auburn. So a good opportunity for Auburn to play a little bit better competition but still have a, a chance against an in-state team. Yes, as well, because, I mean, this is a really good um, – it's a good in-state team that I've actually seen in the past. And uh, UAB, they really have a really good uh, softball program. But I think Auburn might um, – you know, I think Auburn, they really – I think we're going to have a lot of fireworks going off in today's game as well. Because I know we have some new uh, – we have some new players that can actually hit, like, moonshot. So I'm just – Trying to see where they're gonna where they're gonna land those uh, shots as well. Yeah, we like a good moonshot, and Auburn certainly does have a lot more power in their lineup. Well, James, give us one or two more final thoughts here before we gotta let you go and get on to some new uh, some other callers. Um, I don't have any uh, thing in uh, sports, but I'll call y'all back tomorrow because with the NFL draft, I might get some NFL draft uh, trivia as well. All right, I think we can uh, do some NFL draft trivia with you tomorrow. And again, uh, this is a shortened show, so tomorrow you'll be able. Tomorrow will be the full show. You'll be able to uh, hang around a little bit longer with us. So uh, we appreciate the phone call, James. All right, sounds good. I'm War Eagle. War Eagle. That is James from Montgomery joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Let's keep the calls rolling. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally or toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine. Next up on the show today is Matt from Phoenix City. Matt, how are you doing? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Hope you guys are doing well. Yes, sir. Uh, just a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Yes, hey, it you is. know, I think uh, I think James is the best caller you have uh, each day. That's man, that's great. Um, <laughs> we enjoy I, talking I, I to him. Be, I love to be that optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is definitely optimistic. Hey, man, nothing wrong with it. That's great. Um, is there a magic number? We can assume that Auburn has a minimum of what five games left. Yes, that, that's about yeah. So five, a minimum of five left. Uh, so what what are we looking at? We, you know, if you if you drop three, are you officially on the bubble going into the tournament? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, if they win two, any combination of two, whether it's the Ole Miss game and then one more regular season game or SEC tournament game, and they get to that 20 win. wins for the year total, yep. I, I think that they will be in. Uh, I think that would quantify as their magic number. Now, I still think it's possible they get in uh, going one and four because, again, they are a nine seed, so they're within the tournament by a good nine or ten teams right now. But if they only went one or one and four, uh, it would be very uncomfortable uh, come selection Sunday. They'd probably end up in the first four, which is not something that's that desirable overall. So I, I think that they are in for sure with two more wins because some of these bubble teams just have uh, just 
dramatically bad resume. So I think two wins is the magic number to guarantee a spot. I think it's going to be that's a that's a tall order. Um, I think tonight you you don't want to say it's a given, but uh, you know you kind of circle tonight as a win and. It's never easy to go to Rupp Arena. It's certainly not going to be easy to go to uh, Bama. And, and, you know, who knows what you're going to get with Tennessee. They may show up and we may have 50 total points scored. Who knows? (laughs) But, uh, you know, I I think our best chance is probably going to be to to play solid, you know, regardless of the wins or losses and and, uh, try to make some noise in the tournament and, especially with the what have you done for me lately committee. Uh, I think you get in the tournament, win a couple games, and I think you you, you may even wind up with a better seed now, a uh, better seed than what you have now, regardless of what you do the rest of the year. Uh, but but who knows? Uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting for sure. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll, uh, we'll find out soon enough what happens, but uh, I don't know. I'm ready for the tournament. I'm ready to see how it plays out. And, uh, see who sneaks in, and you know, you got some hot SEC teams. A and M's playing well, and Mississippi State seems to be coming along. So it may, it may be difficult to get in, but um, ready to wrap it up and get some spring football started. So. Yeah, that is true. We're going to be very excited about that. We've talked in recent days about the excitement level being uh, very high this time around for spring football, unlike the last year or so. Hey, I'm I'm putting a high school pick in too. All right. I'm I'm going with the Dothan Wolves to win it all. All right, and uh, the uh, basketball championships. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you've seen those guys. They're long. They're athletic. They play sound basketball. They're they're good. Central's hot right now too. Um, I know they had some kids that that didn't play before January and came back and kind of gave them a shot in the arm. But but it's going to be. I think it's Dothan's ring to lose. Yeah, unfortunately, I have not seen them play this no. year. Um, I, we have uh, we have seen Central a little bit because we cover Smith Station Athletics, and so we've we've. Uh, done one of those games, but we've not we've not gotten a chance to see Dothan this year. Well, if you get a chance, check them out. They're pretty good. Absolutely. Well, uh, Matt, right, we, we, we appreciate the phone call, Matt. That is Matt from Phoenix City joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line right there. Uh, yeah, everyone very curious of what Auburn exactly Auburn needs. And again, uh, might still be able to get in with just one more win, but again, that would be very nerve-wracking. You'd, you'd worry about uh, the the bubble situation as far as did any bubbles um, did, did any extra teams get in the tournament that weren't slotted to again we've talked about some of these conferences like the AAC and the Mountain West and, hmm. and conferences that do have a, a team or two that are going to make it no matter what and right. so if someone other than those couple of teams wins the conference tournament uh, that would shrink the bubble by one. You don't want to have to get into all of that and if, if Auburn is not able to win another game beyond the Ole Miss game I think, unfortunately, that conversation would would, would be the yeah. one. I mean, yeah. you, you can't lose three in a row coming from being on the nine line and just feel fine and dandy about making the tournament at that point. Now, Auburn will have opportunities. Again, Kentucky is not a world-beating team this year, and then Tennessee certainly is dropping games left and right. 
despite being able to yeah. beat Alabama last week. week. Um, but so that will be a very doable game too. Uh, but ultimately, Auburn's going to have to figure out how to win one of these close games. I mean, it, it, they will not go very far in no. the SEC or the NCAA tournament if they do not ever win a close game. They're not going to blow people out in those tournaments. So they're, they're going to have to figure out one of these one of these close ones. And again, uh, as I said in the in the first part of the show. Just simply beating Ole Miss in a close game would just scare you more than anything. Would give you any any confidence in the, in that environment? Yeah, um, a, a close game has to be won within these last four games, or you know, even if they win a game in the SEC tournament, that's a close game. You're at least a little bit, you know, happier with how how that how that's going. We're like, okay, well, at least they finally closed one. If if you know you're an Auburn fan and you're happy with that. Um, but closing closing a close game potentially in Rupp Arena, um, you know, obviously not an easy place place to play in. Uh, that would be very good as a resume builder for the tournament, um, as well as a confidence booster for the entire team. I feel like, um, and I think Auburn probably. I think the close game that they're hopefully going to pull out would be. I think it'll be a close game against Tennessee at home, last game of the season. Um, and I think that's the one that that'll be a close one that Auburn will be able to pull out just because they'll be at home. Um, and, and the environment's going to be insane. Um, and I think that's going to be their best chance to close out a close game. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, that, that was a game that was very close up in Knoxville. Right. Uh, Tennessee did lose again last night, albeit very understandable to lose at Texas A&M, who continues to just good, have man. two losses in the SEC. Uh, but nevertheless, Tennessee not garnering really any momentum after that Alabama victory. Before we get to our next commercial break, let's get to today's birthdays and sports. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays in Sports presented by Max Credit Union with two convenient locations to serve you. One location on Gay Street in Auburn, the other on Frederick Road in Opelika. Let Max Credit Union help you with all of your banking needs. Dr. J, Julius Irving, turns 73 today. Selected 12th overall in the 1972 NBA draft by the Milwaukee Bucks out of UMass. Traded to the New York Nets, famously known for his time with Philadelphia 76ers. 1983 NBA champion, 1981 NBA MVP, 11-time All-Star, two-time All-Star Game MVP, five-time All-NBA first-teamer, two-time second-teamer, has a jersey number 32 retired by the Nets, his number six retired by the 76ers, member of the NBA's 35th, 50th, and 75th anniversary teams, member of the College and Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, Dr. J. Julius Irving turns 73 today. Rajon Rondo turns 37, current NBA free agent point guard, selected 21st overall in the 2006 NBA draft by the Phoenix Suns out of Kentucky, was traded to the Boston Celtics, also played with the Mavs, Kings, Bulls, Pelicans, Hawks, Clippers, Lakers, and Cavs, two-time NBA champion, four-time All-Star, All-NBA third-teamer, two-time NBA All-Defensive first-teamer, two-time NBA All-Defensive second-teamer, three-time assist leader, All-Rookie second-teamer in 07 while at Kentucky, Rondo was on the 2005 SEC All-Freshman team. Rajon Rondo turns 37 today. He's smooth with that ball. He very much was. Caleb McGarry turns 28, current offensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons, selected 31st overall in the 2019 NFL Draft by the Falcons out of Washington. At Washington, McGarry was two-time first-team All-Pac-12 and won the Morris Trophy in 2018. Yeah. Caleb McGarry turns 28 today. Slated to be a... uh free agent but it's kind of seeming like the falcons might franchise tag him so he will be a falcon for another season 
So Julius Irving turns 73, Rajon Rondo 37, and Caleb McGarry turns 28. And those are the birthdays in sports today, presented by Max Credit Union. We need to take our next time out of the show. When we come back, retire Ward and Steve will join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Sports Call. Time out. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. Welcome back to Sports Call today on this Wednesday. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, and Cam Barry with you here. Again, a very shortened show. Only going to be on the air to around 4.15 or so. Auburn softball coming up. Airtime around 4.45 right here on WTGZ Tiger 95.9. Let's go right back to the Auburn Bank phone line. And next up on the show today, Ward Damn Steve. Retire Ward Damn Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? Doing good, sir. Uh, how are the rest of you guys doing? Uh, I believe it's Mr. Uh, is it a brand, uh, Canberry? Yes, sir. And uh, is it uh, Tom? That yes, is sir. correct. Okay. All right, guys. I know my time is really, really quick today, so I'll see if I can talk real, real fast. Uh, what happened on this day in 1980? I don't, I don't know. In I don't sports. Know I don't 1980 know. 1980 on this date. I, something yeah, Super Bowl was it, related? What, no, was it the, uh, was it the winter? Today? It's a day that will always be remembered in the in sports events. It, was it the, the Winter Olympics? Was it the Montreal Winter Olympics? The Miracle on Ice. Oh, the oh okay, the Miracle on Ice. Gotcha. The U.S. sports hockey team, yeah, ah. defeated unexpectedly the Russian hockey team. Okay. I had the I had the Olympic part right, but I was completely missing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right, pretty so cool. I thought I'd share that with you. I, I saw that game alive, and I couldn't believe it myself. When I was watching it, that was in really Lake happened. Lake Placid, I think, wasn't it? Was that where it was? That? I, 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 I don't I know where the so. venue was. All right, so real quickly, guys, I've been reading all uh, types of uh, comments, uh, columns today, uh, tweets by uh, sports uh, celebrities and sports uh, writers and reporters about the uh, UA uh, and the Brandon Miller uh, continuing saga. And I don't know if what you guys have read, but apparently there's a good bit of, uh, I guess, criticisms, uh, deservedly so, and, and uh, um, a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, lashing out at uh, NATO for some of his uh, comments from yesterday. One, uh, I just saw her from Dickie V on his Twitter. Have you seen his comment? I have not seen yeah. Dick Vitale's. But... Yeah, I saw something about how he just was asking how Brandon Miller didn't get any trouble. Um, but he kind of got the facts a little bit wrong, saying that Brandon Miller provided a gun. That's not 
really the case. Right. Um, that's not just wording it wrong. But yeah, I, I saw some of his his comments. Yeah, well, his the Twitter comment I have here in front of me says I was shocked by the comments made us yesterday, but yeah. I'm doubly shocked that superstar Brandon Miller is scheduled to play tonight. Isn't providing a gun to a teammate that was used in a murder or serious offense? He that did. was his comment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he provide, didn't provide, the, provide gun. the gun. It's, he did not provide the gun. It was he was returning Darius Miles' property to him. Right, that was Miles' gun, but he 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 provided it to him. Though. He he took it to him. That's what what I want to ask you guys. Al dot com surprisingly uh, article today a column written by Joseph Goodman, who rarely uh, says anything negative about Alabama. Yeah. Uh, today um, had apparently some interviews with two uh, attorneys who he interviewed them and asked about why no charges, and they both uh, said that uh, the DAs is at their discretion to decide if there's sufficient evidence or not to warrant any charges. And all I've got to say to this guy is I've never been an attorney in my life. If you know some attorneys, I'd love to hear uh, you know what their take might be. But I know you guys have probably read I know I should have numerous times on in newspapers, on the Internet, where somebody who you know provided a weapon, you know, uh, in some form or fashion to a crime was committed, was charged with as, as, as an accessory to a crime. Right? Yeah, but that, that, that's not what happened in this situation. Yeah. Well, no, I saw the text. Accordingly, there's a text that Mr. Uh, Miles texted uh, Brandon Miller inviting him, telling him, I need you to come over and bring me my gun because somebody is trash-talking me or talking some trash. I think that was the... the, the and so, you know, here he goes there, and not only did he do that, provided uh, him back to his gun, which he didn't have to do at all, you know, he could have said, hey, man, I don't know what's going on, but you need to call the police. They didn't do that. He goes there, and then he uses his charger. We know we talked about that yesterday because I read this more detail about police report. He used his charger to block so, the victim and her boyfriend from leaving. All right, so now his, his attorney, Brandon's attorney, has come out and has dismissed that, saying that that is not what happened. And saying it's on video that uh, Brandon Miller had already parked yes. his vehicle and the Jeep that the shooting took place came up and parked behind them. But he was already parked. It wasn't like he swung in and blocked the Jeep in. No. He parked and then the Jeep came up behind I, him. Yes. Okay, so that didn't happen. All right. right. Uh, but again, According to his I'm, attorney. And there's video I'm, evidence that says it, that backs that up. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I still, uh, going back to, I've read numerous times where people have been charged uh, for being involved as an accessory by providing a weapon, uh, which he did. But uh, that being said, you know, uh, did you see the backtracking comments supposedly made by NATO yesterday evening? Yeah. Yeah, he came out and said yeah. that he didn't choose his words correctly. Yeah, it didn't help much at all. It, it was not a better statement saying that they were witnesses and, and different things like that. I, I just... I think he chose yeah. his words. I think he chose his words poorly from the beginning, um, and just didn't articulate it well. Um, his guidance, kind of behind the scenes, you know, didn't really help him in in making that statement, yeah. and he just dug himself a deeper hole. Yeah, the the hole he was in the wrong place at the wrong time bad, really rubbed bad, people the wrong bad, way because I was like, no he, no, no, he, he was, chose he to go, chose to be there. He chose to go and return the gun. I think that's extremely poor judgment. I haven't really given my thoughts, but I, I think just if you're Brandon Miller, you just have to be smarter as knowing the situation and the type of in the situation that you're in, the person that you are, you're a consensus top five draft pick. You 
you have a target on your back at all times. And I, I just think he made a poor decision. And I get it. You know, sometimes you want to you want to help your teammate, but you got to think about these types of situations and understand that you can't put yourself there. You just can't. And obviously, you know, he, he did end up get, returning the gun to um, Darius Miles. And, you know, he can claim, I, I think it's extremely naive to think that he didn't, you know, think there was any ill intent or however that went down. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's just a bad situation. And, you know, a mother ended up losing her life and a child is going to grow up without a mother. And so all of this is is under an extreme microscope um, and everybody involved is going to have to going to have to find re- have some repercussions well you know if i was a family of this uh woman uh i'd be asking my attorneys if i was the attorney for these representing this, this family of the victim i'd be asking for a change in venue and a uh, change in district attorney uh by the way that district attorney didn't know this already uh their bio they're a she graduated. Alabama law graduate yeah, she graduated from now, alabama yes now maybe that doesn't have maybe that's just coincidence uh, not impactful but uh uh, then I also read, and I mean, if I can say these things, but it was a, a blog uh, that someone said that uh, they have a friend of theirs who's a police officer in the uh, University of Alabama's uh, uh, police force, uh, Tuscaloosa. And they said that, according to their investigation, of course, anybody can say anything they want to, who knows if it's factual, that uh, the investigators involved went to the DA uh, saying they recommended some charges be brought against Miller but that the DA declined at this point. Of course, anyone can say anything they want to. There's no way to verify that. But, you know, this thing about being in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know you know what falls into that category for me? If I'm at a bar and a ball breaks out, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah that, Bringing a gun to yeah. a friend who intends on using it uh, is not being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And we know that Mr. Brown Miller, uh, yeah, he's not a doll yet, but come on. Someone asked you to bring a gun, uh, and he's telling you someone's trash talking me. I'm saying to them, at that age, I know I'd have been saying, "Whoa, uh, why don't you call the police, man?" Yeah, extremely poor judgment on Brandon Miller's part. Um, and like he's still said, playing tonight, right? He he is yes. playing tonight. I, they said legally, there's no wrongdoing. I think you know, I they so after the shooting took place that night, apparently Brandon and uh, Jaden Bradley were in interviews all day with the police talking to the police all day sunday and then they traveled to vanderbilt that following monday um i think the opportunity to suspend them obviously has now passed um because now it would just look reactionary because of all the information that's come out it's not you know actual punishment they're saying oh well we're just doing this because of the public you're in the public eye now in the sense of you know all of this has come out so it would just look like a reactionary suspension and not something that is actually a punishment. And if this had happened, I, I say this uh, as an Auburn person uh, at Auburn, I can't imagine the fallout uh, that would have occurred uh, from the Alabama media uh, or even nationwide from Pete Thamel or Schwabach, whatever his name is. Uh, and I suspect strongly that uh, they would have been suspended, uh, our players, and maybe even um, a, uh, a suspension of uh, Coach Pearl. Uh, Coach is supposed to know uh, most of the time what's going on. And this is being taken to me rather dismissively. And, guys, I've not read any comments from the AD at Alabama. Have y'all read anything? I have not. Uh, I haven't. Isn't that inappropriate? 
I would have I would thought that he would have tried to jump out in front of that a little bit quicker, but they they haven't they they've just they I, I mean it really seems like Alabama uh, you know the AD Nate Oates and everybody once they kicked the player off the team that was directly involved then they were good and it's like all right we handled what we need to handle we kicked him off the team he's going to face the charges and we move along well you know well you know usually guys you'll hear from the athletic department uh, we have uh, right now you know put on. Uh, leave or we've suspended uh, the players involved until uh, further investigation, right? Yeah, and I I feel like you could have suspended Brandon for a couple games, uh, at least until everything was cleared up and, and it was kind of cleared that he had no wrongdoing and I think all of this would have been handled completely different now because this was hidden from the public eye for an entire month. Right, no, that's right. You're right. Hidden. It wasn't voluntarily. It uh, ever brought to, to, to our public knowledge. Right, and and so this came out during the preliminary hearing, and so now it's looking three times worse. You know, Coach Nato's could have suspended Miller for a game, two games, however you know long that was. Said, yeah, just due to some things that are going on in house, yada yada yada. You don't have to release that information. All right, well, when this comes out, then you can say. Oh, you know, probably Brandon Miller was suspended because of of how the situation went down with the Darius Miles incident and everything like that. Well, he did get suspended and he has been shown that, you know, legally there was no wrongdoing. So that he's back on the team. But at least he was punished and put on suspension for that time being until he was cleared. I think that would have looked a lot better situationally. And, you know, Nate Oates and Alabama chose not to handle it that way. And now they're facing so much scrutiny in the public eye and deservedly so. Just another minute yeah. or two, Steve, then we got to okay. let you go. Hi, guys. Uh, and you may also know Greg McElroy, apparently, from what I read, blasted Oates this morning uh, for not uh, even uh, for allowing Miller to continue playing. Uh, but that being said, you know, uh, I know what you guys said. I've read Coach Pearl's back. The tonight's game's a must win. Forget that crap. As far as I'm concerned, the last morning meeting games are all must win games. Yeah. They're all must win games. It's and fair. Philip Marshall said, uh, in commentary about the tournament, he said he's talked to some people who are very knowledgeable about the committee selection thoughts and process. He says they pretty much are dismissive of the outcome of games in tournament games, that they don't really matter unless it's a team that uh, somehow surprisingly uh, upsets and wins the tournament. Otherwise, he said they don't really uh, put that much uh, emphasis at all, if any, if any on the uh, tournament games. I yeah. don't you guys are aware of that no they don't i mean you could really look back at texas a&m's run last year in the sec tournament and um they they almost won the sec tournament and they still didn't get into the ncaa tournament so yeah they right. they don't and take that into, into year, consideration guys, me, when we won last year the sec uh championship and uh the tournament it didn't move us up in the seating at all we still say the yeah, same back seating. The, when they beat tennessee a few years ago yeah uh, that that they stayed what a five seed or something like yeah. that. Right. That yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So guys, uh, I'm expecting, like you said, Ryan. You know, this had better not be a close game, uh, and we had better be the 13 point uh, that Vegas has favored by more than that. It needs to be, I think, at least a 20 point win, uh, and they better not let up on on this. And it didn't help us last night that uh, Georgia got trashed. Well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I, I know that they did, but at the same time, they're still losing the other teams that Auburn's played or not play, I mean, or played. So, I, I, it, I don't know if anything within the SEC really 
impacts Auburn a, a whole lot. If anything, it would be their non-conference games because everyone that is in the SEC, Auburn's played. So some degree, it's the winner makes Auburn's – that part of it look better. The loser makes that part of it look look worse. Right. The only reason I said that, Ron, because I read where they lost last night uh, put us down to quad three loss to Georgia. Gotcha. So they dropped uh, dropped a quadrant. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. And last night was a heck of a, a hitting uh, a showcase last night for our team. What, 13-1? It was, and a run rule victory, yep. Holy crap. Okay, well, with that said, guys, thank you for your time. My time is way up. Uh, hopefully uh, we won't be sweating this game out, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, Steve. War Eagle. And it's Retire Ward AM Steve joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Only three or four minutes left here in the hour. Uh, and then, again, only one segment in hour number two. Uh, wanted to hit on the baseball part of it just real quickly. Steve alluded to the game last night, which went very much in Auburn's favor. That one was up at Toyota Field uh, in Huntsville. Uh, that one was a, a game in which was played at the, the Rocket City Trash Pandas uh, home stadium. Of course, they have uh, Sonny DeShera on their roster. But Auburn, from the get-go, all over North Alabama last night, scored six in the first inning, never looked back. Won 13 to one, and then big news coming out today, or I guess technically last night for Auburn baseball. We talked with Kevin Ives about this on Monday about this upcoming series at USC in Los Angeles. Kevin said he was going to go out there. Uh, was wondering how many Auburn people would go out there. Very cool trip. And of course, if you're keeping up with weather around the country, you know that it's sweltering here for this time of year. However, everywhere else other than the South is going through a big freeze right now, a lot of cold weather and a lot of snow and ice. And that is even happening in California and in Los Angeles, believe it or not. And so because of projected poor weather there, USC is going to come travel to Auburn. And in Plainsman Park, a three-game series now between Auburn and USC this weekend. Here are the game times for that. Friday night, a 6 o'clock first pitch between Auburn and USC, 545 across the network. Saturday will be a 2 o'clock first pitch. I think that was going to be like an 8 o'clock game uh, over in Los Angeles, and now it's a 2 p.m. in the afternoon game at Plainsman Park. And then Sunday at noon, getaway day there, a noon start time for Auburn and USC. There are tickets available. You follow some links online to auburntigers.com. Uh, I believe there are still some tickets available for the series, but uh, a last-minute change uh, a venue, and again, a vastly different change, not to just oh, from yeah. one ballpark in a state to another, from one side of the country to the other. And look, USC is a, a bigger name, not necessarily at their height right now, but I think a lot of people are looking forward to Auburn going all the way out to the West Coast right. to play, and, and now USC's coming here. Yeah, yeah it, just to clarify, so the, the weather in Los Angeles, today is rain, Thursday, rain, Friday, rain, Saturday, rain. <laughs> and, and when I say rain, so rain. Friday, 100% chance of rain with a high of 53. On Saturday, uh, a high of 51 with a 95% chance of rain. So that's the forecast in Los Angeles for this weekend. That's why they moved it. Um, and so, yeah, um, I, I like I like the fact that they uh, they didn't cancel anything. Um, they're, yeah, that's good. You know, Southern Cal was like, hey, listen, we'll hop on a plane. We'll come out there and play, and we can get the games in. That way we're not just, you know, canceling things. Um, and it kind of it, – it, it, it sucks for the people from Auburn that had already made their plans to go out there to Southern Cal 
and enjoy some time, you know, but it is what it is. So going to be happy to host the Trojans here in the plains with the nice, sunny, warm weather. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and again, I, I think that uh, the uh, the snow I was looking at would be for Northern California, not right. not necessarily L.A. But as you said, it's a whole big system, so right. it's not snow in L.A., but it is a lot of rain and uh, any precipitation. You're not playing a lot of baseball in, especially if it's constant and going for hours and hours and hours. So uh, Auburn playing three games in Auburn against USC. That was, again, one of the bigger opponents for Auburn in the non-conference, certainly the biggest trip for Auburn in the non-conference. And so now Auburn having three games, 6 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, noon on Sunday against USC inside a Plainsman Park. We are out of time here for hour number one. When we come back, again, a abbreviated hour number two is Auburn softball will be coming up uh, at 445 today. So we'll open hour number two with Keith from Auburn. And again, only about one segment in hour number two. So stay tuned. We'll start to wrap up the show when we come back to start the four o'clock hour. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now. Also the final hour, also the final segment or so of Sports Call today. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, and Tom Peavy here. Again, just 15 or 20 minutes left in the show today. Auburn softball coming up 445 airtime against UAB. J.J. Jackson, you might remember him, will be on the call of that one. Let's go right back to the Auburn Bank phone line here. 334-887-341. Local, you're toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Next up on the show today, Keith from Auburn. Keith joins us. Keith, how are you doing? Doing well, uh, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'll make it uh, short and, and quick. Um, just wanted to call in and comment on the uh, situation down in Tuscaloosa with the basketball program. You know, my question out of all of this is where's the AD and where's the president? Because here, you know, yes, Nate Oat is at fault, but when that happened, when when that incident happened, 
then when you, as a head coach, you find out, then the first thing you're going to do is pick up a phone and you're going to call your athletic director. And then the first thing that athletic director should do is pick up the phone and call his boss, which I guess is the president. So the issue that I have in all of this is the AD and, and the president being quiet and, and Oates out there with his debacle or how he represents this or how he takes, you know, how he presents, I guess, it to the media or, or whatever. Um it, it just—it's just a, a really bad situation and a sore eye uh, for uh, Alabama basketball. Uh, I, I'm not—I'm not happy about it. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I'm embarrassed about it. Uh, wasn't handled properly, and you know, yeah. Well, I guess my question would be: what, Where do you go from here? You know, obviously, I, I mean, I've heard the statement. Uh, the, the part where uh, the the DA says they're not prosecuting um, Miller or or whatever that, that he's, he's cleared or whatever the case may be, but if you would have took care of that, if you had been in the University of Alabama on the on the front end of all this, then it wouldn't be so bad on on the back end. Um, I don't know if necessarily you call it. Well, I guess you do call it covering up facts because I'm sure. I would think that Nate Oates and 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 the, the athletic director would know that uh, Miller's gun was involved in this. You know, I know it comes out at, at the um, uh, trial or whatever they're having right now. But what 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 is the University of Alabama thinking? Uh, Keith, because, Keith, can I, Keith, can I, can I? Yeah. I just wanted to correct you on something real quick. Okay. It was not Brandon Miller's gun. The gun belonged to to Darius, Darius Miles. Miles. That it was his gun. It just happened to be oh. in Brandon Miller's car, and Darius Miles okay. called him and said, "Hey," uh, and, and Miller was going to pick Miles up from the strip, and he basically said, "Hey, get over here, bring me, bring me my gun, because this crap's going down." And instead of Brandon turning around and going, "Nope, don't want any part of that," he went and to pick Darius Miles up, and then they all got in the car, took the gun, and but it was yep. not Brandon Miller's gun. It was Darius Miles' gun. Okay. Well, I don't read a whole lot of stuff. You know, I'm one of these. I, I, I pull up Alabama. I don't read all the comp. You know, I, I don't do all that. But uh, I, I, whether it was his gun or not, so it was Miles, or whatever this kid's name is. Uh, um, you know, it, it's just it was handled, just handled poorly. I, I guess is what I can say. Uh, you know, NATO. I saw part I of his interview. Whatever he looked like a a deer in headlights out there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the biggest thing that I have with this, how in the world do they think that that information isn't going to come out at some point? You, you know what I'm saying? Because if it's part of a trial and part of a, uh, an investigation, it's going to come out. Right. I mean, you know. Well, so I just think it was. End. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that I think Nate Oates and, and all of them. Uh, Felt like that they handled it and that it was, it, they, you know, everything was handled. They didn't need to bring Brandon Miller into it because he was not accused of anything. He's not being arrested for anything. And that was it. And they're like, yeah, sure, it's going to come out in preliminary hearings, but, you know, we'll get on we'll get on TV and say, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was there, but he had nothing to do with it. That's why he's not arrested. And yeah. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, now the national media pretty much 
jump you know jumped him on that one and i right. think that's that's where the oversight was on nate oates part is that he didn't realize that the national media were going to just jump down his throat as bad as they have yeah well and, and here's the thing real quick on that when you get to the point to where you're explaining what what you said the, the first time it ain't never good. No, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. When you have to backtrack I mean, it, statements, then yeah, yeah, yeah. not so, good. You know that that just made it. Uh, I guess it made it worse, or not any worse, but it didn't help the, the fact any. But anyway, guys, I, I just want to comment as an Alabama fan. I, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm disappointed, um, and and really just don't looks like we that, that they, they just didn't handle it the correct way. And I know we're we're short on time. I, I'm just pulling my driveway. And my mouth's water, and I bought me a sweet potato. And most people will bake a sweet potato and put some butter on it and some brown uh, sugar and some cinnamon, right? Sure. Not me. I peel it, and I eat it raw. Yes, oh, sir. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, guys, enjoy y'all's show. Keep, keep up the good work. Maybe Auburn can uh, take care of business. It's always better when everybody in the state's playing well. Um you know, I think UAB's decent this year. I don't know if I'll make the tournament unless they win their their conference. But, uh, you know, we'll see how all this pans out. I'm just curious. I don't know if Alabama's on TV tonight against uh, who they play, South Carolina? Yeah, they play South uh, Carolina. I'm, but, I'm sure they are in some capacity. But I, I'm going to try to watch it just to see what I hear. <laughs> sure. you, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. they, uh, they probably won't be good. They are on, anyway, guys. They are on ESPN2 tonight. ESPN2. Uh, is that a 6 o'clock tip or a 8? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Oh, well, let's get close to my bedtime. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking my call. Uh, y'all keep up the good work. And the gentleman that called in earlier today, uh, I agree with him. I think James is probably the best uh, the best caller y'all got on the show that calls in regular. I love to hear James talk and uh, things like a great guy. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing to hear him, hear him share his uh, uh, content of what he wants to talk about. And you guys do a real good job. Uh, talking with him as well. So y'all keep up the great work, and uh, we'll talk soon again, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Keith. That is uh, Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line there. Uh, appreciate all of our great callers, Keith, certainly one of them. Uh, just a couple minutes left in the show. Man, it flies by a lot. And, again, it's still – every time we have a shortened show, whether it be a little less than two hours or right around two hours, uh, it – just wows me that we used to do two hour show and how <laughs> right. that, that time that still kind of felt long. It, it didn't feel short. Uh, and now anything that's not three hours just feels like it flies by, but just a couple minutes left. So again, as we really, all we had time for basically is the stuff with Alabama, the, the schedule update with Auburn baseball and then the Auburn and Ole Miss basketball game tonight. So again, a uh, couple minutes left. What do you, we, we've said what we think needs to happen tonight do you guys believe auburn will ultimately beat ole miss by 20 points or so i do yeah. i i, I yeah. think they'll i think they'll get the job done i i i mean they got the job done against all against excuse me against mizzou and they are a much better team than ole miss um and so with that being said i i think they'll they'll get the job done they'll win by 20 hopefully more um and and you know, fifteen to twenty point win. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, just show that you're dominating, continuing about your business, and then you're ready to go to um, Rupp Arena on Saturday. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, I, I I think Auburn handles business tonight. I I, I think the I think their their minds are in the right spot for this one, and uh, 
yeah, I think Janai has a big game. Uh, I think uh, KD's been playing pretty good. I think KD has another big game. Yes. I, I think I think they I think they run away with this one pretty handily, kind of like a yeah, kind of like that Missouri game where uh, a- Andy and Sonny are kind of in cruise control down yeah. the stretch of that one. I'd I'd like to see when um, when get back into kind of a, a flow and rhythm. Um, I think that's one thing that I'm really going to watch is 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 when I sure. think that's really and I want to I want to see the rotations as well. I'm going to watch kind of how Bruce you know rotates the guys in and out. I th- I think that's something that I'm more going to be paying attention to. We never really broke down the individual performances over the last couple of days from Vanderbilt, and there were certainly a lot of good ones we did talk about. Broom a little bit. Jalen Williams played well, but but one guy that's had a had a really rough game was Wendell Green Jr. Yeah. Uh, I believe two of fourteen from yeah, the floor, two bad. two turnovers to just one assist. The two turnovers not bad, but just emphasizing just one assist in that game. Right, uh, and then that's off the heels of the game where he had the nine assists to no turnovers, but was also zero for three or zero for four from the field. So he's had two straight games of not being able <laughs> to uh, to make some shots from yeah. the field. Uh, so that is something you you. It's not that you'll. Again, it's not like playing great against Ole Miss is going to guarantee success against Kentucky, Bama, Tennessee. But if you have another bad game against, in this case, a really bad team and at home, then you start to worry if the confidence starts to wane or maybe you you say devil's advocate, maybe that means an explosion is coming. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But but certainly that would be one thing to look for is just trying to find find Wendell's shot and and make a a few shots from the floor. And and certainly that would be – a good sign if he's able to to get going yeah. uh, there again. All right, about out of time for the show. Time for a nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Sports Call's nightly TV guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Again, just so weird to do this in the 4 o'clock hour if you're just tuning in. Auburn softball <laughs> coming up in about a half hour. But uh, the nightly TV guide tonight, a lot of basketball 5.30 on FS1, number 20, Providence at number 18, UConn, a very good one in the Big East. 6 o'clock on ESPN, it is Kentucky at Florida. That's a nice little matchup in the SEC. That's Kentucky's final game, obviously, until this Auburn game this weekend. 6 o'clock on ESPN2, it is Temple and Cincinnati, a AAC matchup. 6 o'clock, another AAC matchup, the Battle of I-4 on ESPNU, South Florida at UCF. And, of course, 8 o'clock on SEC Network, Ole Miss travels to Auburn, Neville Arena, next to last home game of the year for the Tigers. And that is Sports Call's nightly TV guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Fun but quick show today. Yep. Cam, appreciate you being here. This is the only time on the, on the show for the week. But it was very short and sweet, my friend. Uh, it's all good. Hope you have a good rest of the week. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Tom, thank you for being here throughout the week, and yep. we hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week as well. Uh, we'll be here. And again, as always, we thank all those who tuned in and called in. For Tom Peavy and Cam Barry, my name is Ryan LaVoy. Again, Auburn softball coming up in about a half hour. Hope you have a great night. Enjoy Auburn basketball as well tonight, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>